0: students happy friday you are listening to answers to gospel questions with me brother lawson and brother wing good friday to you brother well it's not good friday good friday was last friday but happy friday to you
1: happy friday to me thank you
0: (laughs) oh were you not gonna say happy friday to me oh yeah i well i was gonna gonna say i hope
1: you have a great friday is what i was gonna say
0: okay hey thanks i hope i have a great friday too i it's have you ever had not had a great friday well um I'll tell you what, sometimes you, I mean, you know me, brother wing, I live a charmed life. Everything always works out for me, just Mm -hmm. the way I want it all the time. I can't emphasize that enough. And so, but I hear that on occasion, that's just, I'm kidding everybody. I've had things go wrong, but I haven't had, um, I don't think I've had a circumstance uh, that's such that similar to a circumstance that we read about in the New Testament of a of a man who has just got to be tired, just absolutely tired because of the situation that he finds himself in uh, with one of his kids. And uh, and you know this, brother Wing, as a as a parent, the thing that you want most you want most for your kids to be happy and healthy and growing and uh, and finding joy. And none of that seemed to be happening for this guy. In fact, um, the scriptures uh, say that uh, he has a son that is it's described that he has a dumb spirit. Now, we could make a lot of jokes there, but we won't because this is a serious issue. This this individual, whatever problem he has, is causing him to, um, to hurt himself, to... Uh, to fall on the ground, even even uh, throws himself into fires, uh, right? whether it's a whether it's an evil spirit that has him or or whatever circumstance that he's in, this little this this son of this dad is is just the, can you picture this dad just trying to keep his son alive and making it to the next day? Uh, and he's just tired. He had taken his son to the disciples of Christ and asked them, Is there anything you could do? But they couldn't, they weren't able to do anything to help him. And so now, this real tired dad who just doesn't seem to have much going on for him uh, as far as with his son comes to the Savior and asks if there is something that Jesus can do to help him. This might be a question that we've asked ourselves and as we've approached Heavenly Father with a situation that we are absolutely perplexed with there is no other course of action that we have other than prayer which maybe in the first part should have been our our first reaction all along but we've tried a whole bunch of things nothing seemed to work and so now this is the circumstance that we and that this dad had found himself in as he approaches the savior so what do we learn here in this story in mark chapter 9
1: Yeah. I like the way that the father petitions the Lord for help. It does sound like a prayer, like like one of my prayers is is what I mean. And it does kind of have a twist to it that I also resonate with. So in Mark chapter nine, verse 22, when this father is describing the situation of his child, he does say to the Lord, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I mean, that's, I can I can relate with that verbiage there, you know, and um, and then in verse twenty three Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So there's some encouragement uh, from the Lord, and then this is the twist part that I also resonate with. Verse twenty four, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. So I think a lot of people have commented on this, those two phrases, you know, Lord, I believe, but it doesn't stop with the period. He maybe then in between there kind of right? thinks to himself, well, I, I just don't perfectly believe, or I struggle in my faith. I, you know, I, I do have some challenges or questions and then he, but then this petition helped out my unbelief. I, I think there's a lot there. Um, And one of the things that I appreciate of this father is he recognizes that the Lord can help him with his unbelief. And that's a prayer that we can all uh, petition to the Lord, regardless of the problem that we maybe have gone to the Lord with in the, in the originally we can, we can all seek right now uh, for the Lord to help us with our unbelief. And, and maybe that's the beginning of getting some guidance, comfort, strength, Ability to deal with some of the challenges that we're facing right now. I think so. I, I
0: love that. I'm I I think as the I think we can relate, at least I can relate to uh to this dad in the in the regards of I believe I have a testimony of Jesus Christ. Um, but I think in some in some circumstances, you know, I want I want to be able to be in control and to solve a problem and and The temptation is, is if I can't solve the problem, uh, then it can't, then it's unsolvable. That's just, it's going to be something that I'm going to have to live with forever. Uh, I think that, um, unfortunately, I forget sometimes of the example after example in scriptures of seemingly unsolvable problems that were solved because of Jesus Christ and because of our father in heaven who loves us, a red sea parts water comes out of a rock. Uh I mean the the a boat gets built all I mean there's example after example yet I I think I can relate to this to this dad when he says help thou my unbelief that's the part that I sometimes need help with is is heavenly father all right so I I've, I've done everything I've that I can think of and what else could there be um And almost it's, I don't want to say it's arrogant, but it's like, I mean, obviously I'm just going to have to live with this condition the rest of my life, but it's not necessarily that case. I think if, if I like this dad exercise faith and ask a questions and go humbly to, to God and say, you know what, I can't figure this out. I, I need your help. It reminds me of, of a mission companion that I had. He was brand new. And. Our very first, he, when I picked him up from the airport, he was telling me all about how he had gone on exchanges with the missionaries uh, back in California. And he knew exactly what he needed to do as a missionary. And, and uh, I mean, we're in a third world country at this point, And he, uh, I, was, I was just kind of smiling to myself because this guy had no idea what he was in for. Uh, we went and visited with a family. And this family started asking questions and for, and so I just kind of put my head down and let him feel like the, feel the pressure of having to answer these questions that they had. And there came a point where he just, he, he was struggling. He had no idea what to say. And so just, he whispered over to me, Hey, Elder Lawson, help me out, help me out. And I, and I just looked at him and I said, what, what? And he said, (laughs) He finally said it loud. He's like, I don't know the answer. I need some help. And so that's probably really rude and mean for me to do. But uh, it was a funny experience, nevertheless. But uh, if we just go to our Father in Heaven in the first place and admit, hey, we, we are weak. I'm weak. I don't know how this is supposed to work. I would love to know. In all humility, I'd love to know how this is supposed to work and how you want it done. Uh, those types of prayers, I think, get answered pretty good.
1: Yeah, you know, and you're gonna hate me for this, brother Lawson, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Okay, um, good. There are some great Christian songs out there oh, no. about, oh, no. <laughs> about being broken, and I think, um, and so I'm not. How maybe, do you know there's?
0: How do you know there's great Christian songs about their about being broken?
1: Oh, because I've you heard. Listen them. To
0: them? You listen yeah. to
1: them. <laughs> They're just wonderful. There's some really good ones. So. I maybe won't suggest any but just the word broken brings up some good songs you know anyway uh this is the, these points where we feel broken perhaps these are the moments where we're most open to the lord's help and guidance and so to humbly acknowledge that you know to the lord like this father does here and um those those are very sacred moments and I I want to do a couple um give a couple quotes here from church leaders that will help with this because there's, you know, you can see this from the father's example with his son and this devil or physical challenge that the the son is facing. But, you know, it might be a a challenge of faith that the person is facing and, and they're pleading to the Lord, help thou mine unbelief. Elder Holland said, in moments of fear or doubt or troubling times, Hold the ground you have already won, even if that ground is limited. Hold fast to what you already know and stand strong until additional knowledge comes. When doubt or difficulty come, do not be afraid to ask for help. God will send help from both sides of the veil to strengthen our belief. And so I think there is always a temptation when we feel like I need an answer now. Yeah. And maybe is as painful as that can be, maybe we don't need it right now, you know, (laughs) or maybe there's another answer that needs to come first so that we can be prepared for the answer that will actually solve the problem. And so the Lord knows the timing and the order and, and what's best. And we can trust him on that. So we we're going to say, help thou mine unbelief or help me be patient until I can know this thing that is going to solve this problem. And so, but when we demand an answer now, Um, if it's not the Lord's will that we get it now, now we're exposed to deception. And that's a huge problem. That's not going to serve us. It's not going to solve our problem. It's going to be a big uh, issue. So we don't want to force answers um, and we don't want to force answers before their time. Uh, And so uh, instead do what Elder Holland said, like don't give up what you don't know because you can't answer a certain question or don't give up what you do know because you can't answer a certain question. Now Uh, be patient in this process. As you continue to learn line upon line, precept upon precept. This also goes with what president Uchtdorf said one time about doubt your doubts. You know uh, it's just the more positive way to look at it, (laughs) uh, to say like, I'm going to keep, I'm going to, I'm not going to doubt my faith or truth or the scriptures or the Lord. I'm going to doubt my doubts because fear there's always some deception in the fear. Oh, there's some, there's some good Christian songs on that one too, about how fear is a liar. (laughs) You'll love them, brother Lawson.
0: Oh yeah. I'll listen to all of them. I don't know what my deal is with Christian music. Anyway, the, it reminds me a little bit of the story in the book of Mormon of, of Alma and the people that took off out of, away from King Noah. And, and, but then they got put back into bondage, but slowly and surely, just like the people of King Limhi as well, slowly and surely, they were, uh, the burdens became lighter, they started to produce things more abundantly. It wasn't just an overnight thing, but the Lord was was building muscle in them through this adversity, rather than just taking the weight away.
1: So, oh, yeah, they, they it says they, at least with the people of Limhi, it said they prospered by degrees. Right,
0: exactly, exactly. All right. Well, students, thanks for listening to this episode of Answers to Gospel Questions on this glorious Friday. Go ahead and go listen to all the Christian music, Christian rock music that you want. Uh, But until next time, everybody with every gut, stay righteous.